Thanks for joining in. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk NFL Sunday Countdown. Your guy Jeff here. Brad's here. You can't see him, but he's here in our hearts. Brad, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, Let's get it. A little bit of a funky technical difficulty there, but we're ready to roll. Yeah, for full disclosure, guys, and we would love any kind of feedback you guys are giving us, good or bad, it's going to help the podcast and and the live show long term. But me and Brad have spent probably – probably two or three hours this week discussing different options to go live and how we can better this um, presentation is the word I'm looking for presentation for you guys. And we're not really sure that Facebook live is the long-term best solution for what we want to present. So if you guys know of something that you guys want to pitch to us, let us know. Um, I think at this point we'd be open to a lot of different things we have. We did try YouTube this morning for about 45 minutes, and unfortunately, you can't go live from your phones unless you have a thousand subscribers. And uh, we're on the come up, so we don't have a thousand subscribers. But yeah, you know, hey. With that being said, there's uh, a couple of you tuning in today, and you guys want to talk some football, and we're here to talk some football. You ready, Brad? Yeah, let's get after it, my guy. All right, man. Game one. Game one today on the NFL uh, schedule. 1 p.m., the 1-3 and three Broncos are traveling to the 2-2 two and two Patriots. A uh, lot of scrutiny with the, with the COVID protocols and other BS like that. Uh, New England's last game was two weeks ago on Sunday night against Kansas City. You know, they come up short with backup quarterback. I think a lot of us here at, you know, unbiasedly think New England's a pretty solid team. Cam Newton's supposed to return. What do you got on this one? Um, I see a lot of uh, Broncos players re- both returning and leaving for injury. There's uh, the, the Broncos have been injury bitten kind of all year. Um, I don't think this is a a good season for the Broncos to even judge where they're at as a organization with all the injuries they've had. Um, yeah. And the Patriots, it seems they're becoming relatively healthy. Um, they do get Cam Newton back today, correct? They do. And Gilmore, yeah. it sounds like. So, um I don't expect this game to be competitive at New England. Bill Belichick off of a bye, preparing for the Broncos. The team's rested. They're they're healthy, at least where they need to be in big spots, big players. I don't really see see a riveting game here. I don't expect anybody outside of Patriots and Broncos fans to really even tune in and watch. I just think the Patriots are going to roll. Yeah, uh, this actually goes for both teams, but both of these teams were supposed to be on a bye this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Both New England and Denver were preparing for each other two weeks ago. So this isn't, this isn't like your normal bye week where, you know, the coach may have taken a day or two off to, to go stay with the family. These coaches have literally been hard at work preparing for this game for two full weeks. I expect this to be actually low scoring. I expect it to be low scoring, but I do expect New England to win uh, somewhere in the vicinity of 24-10. I don't think New England puts up a, a big number on this team, even though they're injury-ridden. Just because of how well-prepared, I believe, both teams probably will be at the end of the day. Uh, again, both teams going into this game two full weeks. Of pre- it's like a Super Bowl. Really, This uh, outside of um, the Super Bowl, this is the only time you have two full weeks of preparation by both teams. So. Uh, it'll be interesting. I like New England to win comfortably, but not score a ton of points. Uh, they've scored, I think, 30 every game with Cam Newton, but or just shy. No, they scored 21 week one. But um, 
yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to have Cam back out there and see where this offense is going. Denver always yeah, tries to play Tony, the pads tough. Yeah, Tony, you're you're 100 right. This has always been what I would say Tom Brady's kryptonite. Maybe Bill Belichick's kryptonite is at Denver. Um, they're not at Denver. Matter of fact, when the Patriots are home against Denver, they win by an average. They score an average of 38 points. I'm sorry, not they don't win by an average. They score an average of 38 points against Denver over their last five meetings. Go ahead, Brad. No, no, no. That's I was just gonna allude to what Tony said. Denver, Denver might play them tough usually, but this team doesn't even look like an actual NFL team with how many injuries they have. I mean, they get Drew Locke back, so we'll see. But I, I think they're just missing too much. Yeah, I agree. Moving right along here, we have the one and four Texans at the four and zero Titans. I. Texans. Do they have a chance? Let's start there. Um, they have a chance. They have a better head coach now. I don't even know who it is, but he's better than Bill O'Brien. It's Romeo Cornell. Um, Romeo Cornell. Uh, they did win last week, and they put up quite a bit of points. We'll see what they can do on the Titans. But quite honestly, I don't know anybody who can tell me that they believe the Texans are going to win this game. This would be a huge upset. The Texans are relatively bad, and they're sitting at one and four right now. And if they were to be able to beat the Titans, they would really throw a huge curveball into the AFC South in terms of the, the the ratings and you know what's possible in that division. But the Titans look like they should be able to roll through their division. The Texans, Colts, and Jags. I expect the Titans to go six and zero in that division. Yeah, Kyle, thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning. Uh yeah, I like the I like the Titans to win this game. Uh simply for the fact of I I haven't been like super sold on them all year and all they've done is is win. And the the Texans have a lot of dysfunction. I do think that they have a chance in this game. I'm not going to completely say they're going to get blown out, but uh ultimately I like Tennessee to win at some point in this game and take over control and, and keep it. So a full tra- Tony, a full trash can needs to be taken out. <laughs> that needs to be taken out as a better coach than Bill Bryan. Actually, I don't want to get super into this, but I actually disagree with you, Tony. I think Bill Bryan's a, a, a decent to fine coach. I think he's a very poor GM. Made a lot of bad decisions for that team. He made a lot of bad decisions coach or, uh, in the front office for that team. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad coach, though. And here's the sole reason. Here's my sole argument. When you're winning 10 games a year and, and winning division titles and make the playoffs, you're not a bad coach. I mean, and for a lot of that time, he didn't even have Deshaun Watson. So just yeah, and <clears throat> everyone wants to kind of jump down his throat because the Texans were so fun to watch with DeAndre and Deshaun. And he kind of ruined that for everybody who liked watching that part of football. You know, two guys in Houston just, you know, balling out every Sunday. So it, it, it took away from our joy of watching the Texans. I can honestly say I know they have Deshaun Watson, but, like, I don't really have that same want to really view the Texans because yeah. they lost DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. The the Texans have been a pretty uneventful team. I've watched them one time. It was NFL kickoff <clears throat> when they opened up with the Chiefs. Other than that, I've not tuned into a single one. I have not made a priority to tune into a single one of their games. Right. Um. Moving right along, this is a banger. I know you're ready for this one. We've been talking about this one. I know the Browns fans are ready for this one. 
Yet the four and one Browns at the four and O Steelers this is an interesting game. I'm gonna let you take away your bias here. Let's hit it. Um, obviously it's strength versus strength. First and foremost, you have the number one rushing offense with the Browns going up against the number one rush defense of the Steelers. No Nick Chubb, that obviously hurts. Um, but it looks like they have a stable back there. It didn't really seem like they lost much when they were playing the Cowboys when Nick Chubb went down. Um, <clears throat> the thing, the thing I guess is both teams have questions in the secondary right now. Both teams have given up quite a bit through the air. Um, I guess in that matchup, I favor Big Ben over Baker Mayfield in today's game. I mean, we'll see what happens. Divisional games are always tough to call, but I believe if you were to design a team to defeat the Cleveland Browns, I believe it's what the Steelers have. I believe everything the Browns do best, the Steelers counter. Um, the Steelers healthy um, outside of David DeCastro on offensive line. I think the Browns are healthy outside of um, Nick Chubb. But I, I, I do believe this game, you know, as much as both teams run a lot, I believe it could turn possibly into an air raid relatively quickly if the run game isn't working for either team. I just I, – I see the, the, the Browns allowing too many points on a weekly basis. And I don't know if they're good enough to put up over 30 points on the Steelers' defense. Um, that That's to be seen. But I believe on this Browns' defense, the Steelers can put up a 30-point game again. I just don't know if the Browns can score over that. But I would put the over. I think this game will have 50 points total. Interesting. I think it's going to be high scoring. Jordan, thanks for tuning in on this Sunday morning. Good morning. Uh, Nate, they'll be missing Greedy Williams. Yeah, yeah. I Jordan, so Jordan, if the game becomes air raid, the Steelers roll. That's where I'm at on this game as well. I, I think in a in what is probably going to turn into a Browns passing attack for this game. Even though the Steelers have struggled with the pass, and you have a somewhat of an argument there, I don't like Baker Mayfield throwing the ball over 25 times. I just don't. It's not. It hasn't been a proven recipe for them. Uh, even the one game he did throw it twenty nine or thirty times this year, they ran it like almost forty times in the yeah, game. Yeah, when they had a ton of plays against the, the, the Cowboys. The Cowboys, yeah. So you could argue, I'll argue all day that that because of the successful running game they had that day, they were able to open up the passing game. And I'm not just taking this time to just like poop on Baker, but I mean ultimately. I think what we're going to see is probably a a Steelers comfortable leading. I don't think they blow the Browns out because I think the Browns are good enough to, to hang in this game, uh, especially of how they're playing as of late. But I will say this. You know, we've been right and wrong on this pod many times, and I'll be the first to admit we've been wrong plenty of times, right plenty of times. But if the, if the Browns come in here and kick the teeth into the Steelers, I'm the Browns are moving way up the power rankings because, I mean, this is a good Steeler team. Despite who they've played, this is a good team. And I fully expect them to win today and assert yeah. themselves on top of the division. Um, everybody knows Big Ben is a different quarterback at home. He's typically better at home. It is at Heinz Field. The Browns come in. 
And alluding to the, the Steelers and the whole power rankings things, we're going to find a lot out about the Steelers because yeah. they played the Browns, the Titans, and the Ravens for their next three games. So the Steelers, as much as they've had some easy opponents, they're about to have some difficult ones. But um, there are going to be fans. Heinz Field had about seven to 8,000, I believe, uh, last game against the Eagles, Nathan. But... Um, Eagles are talking I, about I have, having fans day too, so it's the state that's allowing it. Yeah, yeah. The the Browns have had a lot of good teams or a lot of different teams throughout the past 17 years, and Big Ben typically has his way with the Browns. I know this is one of the best teams and one of the best head coaches they've had in recent memory, but just looking at it objectively, I don't know many people that would that would like convincingly take the Browns over the Steelers here. Um, in my opinion, I haven't watched much of the Browns and I know they lead the league with 12 takeaways, but it seems like they have miles Garrett and then just a bunch of dudes. Um, we'll see how that goes. I see a lot of Browns fans complaining that they need safety help and their corners aren't playing well. So, I mean, Deontay Johnson's out for the Steelers, but that just means Chase Claypool gets to start now. Instead of, instead of coming off the bench. So we got Juju, Chase, Claypool, both out there on the field. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, let's take a DraftKings moment here. Where are you at on Chase Claypool today? Um, I mean, Chase Claypool is going to play, I mean, over 80% of the snaps. And from what I saw yesterday, Big Ben really likes him. So I, I'm going to say he's going to get a, a, around eight to t- eight to 10 targets. Um, I haven't seen him drop many passes, if any. Um, and he also gets a lot of reverses, like his little two-yard run that he had. Yeah. So Chase Claypool is going to get a lot of production. If you're in uh, 10-man fantasy leagues, I'm assuming uh, you'll have room to start him. Uh, I don't want to jump the gun on that, Jordan. The Claypool scoring at least two touchdowns. I mean, it's very possible, but he did have one game. I don't want to. I don't want to get too involved, but Big Ben has done a pretty good job this year instead of last year to where he's kind of reading defenses and getting rid of the ball quickly and learning more when to take his shots, 10 touchdowns to one pick. Nate, you're saying he's going to kill you up the middle. If our passing game gets going, you know, James Conner does have three games, I believe, this year with over 100 yards rushing. Well, he has two. Benny Snell has one. So the Steelers have three games where they've had a 100-yard rusher. The Steelers, I know a lot of people are holding their schedule against them right now, but this is one of the most complete Steelers teams that I've seen or I've been able to watch in the past probably 10 years since our last Super Bowl visit. And I know we had the Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Big Ben situation, but we had some piss-poor defenses during that time as well. I mean – alluding to when we lost to the Jaguars in the playoffs when we scored six touchdowns and lost to Blake Bortles. So in terms of a complete team, the Steelers have a lot of playmakers. Um, You know, maybe the helmet situation is being talked about in locker rooms to get maybe Miles Garrett jazzed up. But, you know, Joe Hayden playing his former team is always excited. We haven't seen really anything from Mika Fitzpatrick this year. And I believe that's because people are staying away from him. He's typically opposite side of Joe Hayden. So we'll see if those two guys come up big. But I would be dismissing the Browns totally if I didn't talk about Miles Garrett and the defensive candidate that he's having. Um, No one can really truly guard Miles Garrett. He's absolutely amazing, and he's extremely fun to watch. So that'll be a big matchup. But 
TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, two defensive stars. Um, I just think the Steelers are more complete on both sides of the ball. And um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. It's going to be a really fun game, though. I know a lot of people tuning into the, the broadcast here are going to be watching that game. It's going to be fun. Casey, Kyle, thanks for joining. Good morning, guys. Moving right along to another uh, game that kind of means something to the uh, Steeler-Browns fans. The 4-1 and Ravens are traveling to the 1-3-1 and Eagles. This game is uh, preseason, a lot of fun. In-season doesn't seem like too much fun. Where are you at on this game? Um, I like this, the Ravens here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this you can say the Eagles had success in the passing game against the Steelers last week, and it looks like maybe their offense is starting to click, but they also allowed 39 points to the Steelers. Um, the defense isn't good enough outside of the defensive line, and the offense – is just too injured to be able to go up against maybe the most loaded roster in the NFL. I just think this one's just kind of a mismatch. I think this one's just, I think this one's just going to prove to be too much for the Eagles. Anthony Pratt, thanks for joining. Good morning. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's where I'm at too. I think the Ravens just run it right down their throats. Um, Ultimately, I think what the, what the Eagles can present is very minimal to what Baltimore can, can do and is wanting to do. And uh, I don't know that it's going to be a huge day for Lamar Jackson, but I just, I have the Ravens winning this game um, without throwing like a, I, a, a huge, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I do want to play devil's advocate though here, because I know there's not a lot of Eagles fans watching, but, but paying attention to Eagles. Cause I have some friends, you know, I, I like watching the Eagles. We've always talked about how the Ravens are run dependent. Yeah. And, Quite frankly, that defensive line is really good. And I know some people will say, well, the Steelers had over 100 yards rushing against the Eagles. James Conner had like a 58-yard run to ice the game. That put him over 100. So it's like, I, I just think this defensive line could prove to be a little bit of a problem for the Ravens, and maybe the score's closer than we think. But you'd have to favor the Ravens here. You'd ha- I, I would feel you'd have to. Yeah, and I do. I just don't think the Eagles have enough. That's really where it's at. Um, Trevor, Brian, thanks for watching. Good morning. He, you know, the the funny thing is, is I posed this question to somebody the other day. I don't even remember who it was that we were talking. I don't know if you know who the st- two starting wide receivers are for the Eagles. Travis Fulgham and uh, Greg Ward, right? Greg okay, Ward. that's who's starting today. Do you know who the week one starters were? Um, no. I'll give you a hint. Jaylen they didn't Rager. play. Well, I think Jalen was supposed to be third. So it's Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Oh, okay. Alshon, well, I don't think Alshon Jeffrey has played a single game this year. No, before the season, he um he was supposed to be out for about eight weeks. So they weren't okay. they weren't expecting him. Well, he keeps getting inj- listed on the injury report. That's what's you know because yeah, he's IR. It's just weird. The, the Eagles haven't had play. their starting receivers. That was where I'm getting no. at. They just yeah, yeah, they, they have they're that. going into war every week without their their guys. You know, and Jalen, like you said, was was drafted and hasn't played. And you got Marquise Goodwin who opted out for COVID, who couldn't play. So that's yeah. their top targets outside of Zach Ertz haven't played. Uh, they lost Brandon Brooks, their right guard for the season, and they lost their left tackle for the season. So Jason Peters has to play. Lane Johnson missed week four or. Yeah, week four, and then when he played against week five against the Steelers, he left in, like, the second quarter on the cart. 
uh, not really sure what's going on with him. So it's literally Carson Wentz is in the middle of a junkyard just trying to, to, th- to put this together. And people got their foot on his neck. It's it's crazy how people want to jump on Carson Wentz. Like, him, is he traded? You know, when do you go to Jalen Hurts? If anybody thinks Jalen Hurts can do better with this roster, you just haven't been watching football. Yeah, what's Jalen going to do? Run? Yeah, Carson. He's, he's never been a great passer. What's he going to do? Just run it? Uh, yeah, I, it's not. It's no. The, here's the thing: the Eagles are a 2021 good team. They they need to get healthy. They need to make draft a little bit more, and they need to move on from their injury prone receivers. Move on from them. You brought in Goodwin. I know we opted out for COVID. You you drafted Rager, who's hurt right now. They need more, a little bit more pieces. I like what they have in quarterback. I like what they have at running back. I like what they have starting to come along at receiver without being hurt. Um, obviously, Ertz is up in the air. The Eagles are a 2021 team. I'm telling you guys. I'm I'm telling you. This is this is still a good football team. They're just there's a reason that this team isn't panic panicking. The the people watching are panicking, but the actual fan base and the coaching staff isn't panicking because they know what this. Literally, Carson Wentz is throwing to Greg Ward, who before last year you never heard of. He was a practice squad player. And Greg Ward's a household name now. Yeah, and the the, the Eagles, Eagles, even when they're fully healthy, they're going to need some linebacker help. They've got no linebackers. Um, I've talked to Chris Hoffman about this, just, you know, shooting shooting the bull. And um, I think his name is uh, Micah Parsons, middle linebacker for Penn State. Is that his name, Micah Parsons, or something like not that? Sure. Anyway, sure. he, he's a stud. Maybe um, Jordan Hall, if you could allude to his name, if I'm saying it wrong. But I believe he could have been a top 10 pick if we went out last year. I believe he'll be going into the draft after this year. I think the Eagles could be looking for a top 10 middle linebacker, and his name's out there. But they need a little bit of help on defense, and then it's all health. But if you were to tell me that Carson Wentz gets Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Marquise Goodwin, and Jalen Rager all back to go with Zach Ertz and the way Miles Sanders has been playing. This team should have a loaded roster. It's just they've been snake bitten. They're they're the Broncos of the NFC. It's crazy because truthfully, if the Eagles were to take the ball and score, okay, and then they just play straight up man to man defense up in the face of Lamar, they would have a chance to win this game. But Their I, defensive line goes seven or eight deep. They yeah. always talk about every game I've listened to. They talk about how they don't even call themselves backups. It's squad A and B is how they label themselves. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. If you're talking about Micah Parsons, I appreciate you checking that for me. Look at Andrew coming in there and immediately being clutch. AB, thanks for watching, man. Yeah, moving right along. Let's move into another one o'clock game. The one and four fo- one and four football team of Washington. <laughs> Is going on the road to travel the 0-5 Giants. What an abysmal football game. We're not going to go a ton of time into this. Here's my question. Do the Giants get their first win? No. I agree. I think Washington's better. They're better up front on the defensive line. Uh, I would argue they're better up front on the offensive line. And quarterback plays pretty equal right now, even if uh, Kyle Allen's playing. Uh, yeah, I like Washington to get some, some sort of W. I don't even know a score prediction, but the Giants have struggled to score on everybody except for the Cowboys. Nate, I agree. Oh. It is possible. 
Like, as much as I say I don't think the Giants get their first win, if by chance they were to win, I, I wouldn't be shocked. But I think we were almost deceived. Like, we think the Giants are getting better because they scored so much on the Cowboys. I think we have to take a step back on that because I think Genoa could put up 28 or 31 on the Cowboys defense. It's just it hasn't really looked very good. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Uh, this game is exactly the same record, but seems like it's going to be much more fun. The 0-5 Falcons are at the 1-4 Vikings. Gotcha. Same exact record of these teams, but much more fun, at least on paper. Where are you at? Do the Falcons get their first win? Well, okay, Julio Jones comes back. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings have no corners. Zero. Zero cornerback play. And Delvin Cook's out for the Vikings. Yeah. So I, I like the Falcons to get their first win here. But I don't know if I can speak for everybody, but these are two teams that each week I'm like, this is when they turn it around. This is when we become the team that we think they could be. And they yeah. just keep losing games. Like I, but I, I do think the Falcons get their first win here. And if they do, I wonder if the Vikings start looking at maybe they're going for a new quarterback. Maybe Kirk Cousins is on the market. Who knows? Julio yeah. Jones to the Bears. Run it, Brian. Brian, but, you're a Bears fan. We discussed this like last week or two weeks ago. You're being biased. Uh, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta appreciate the jam right here. This dude, oh, this dude's drive. I love it. But to be fair, I, I looked it up yesterday. There are exactly 31 rosters outside of the Falcons that would look better with Julio Jones on it. I think 31 yeah. teams in the NFL would like. No, 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 Brian. We're talking about last week when uh, we got in the Bears and. I told him you were a Bears fan. It's just uh, I I love the the integrity and the loyalty to the Bears. I'm here for it. I'm yeah, here for yeah. and OBJ to the Bears. I think they're also gonna get Bobby Wagner from the Seahawks. So you guys are looking <laughs> good here in free agency. Brian, if you weren't plugging the Bears on Real Talk Pod, nobody would be. So I applaud you. Yes, oh. sir. Yes, sir. Um, I agree with you. I think all signs point to the Falcons getting their first win. With that being said, I'm taking the Vikings to win close. I like Kirk Cousins uh, in a game at home, being able to throw the ball on this Falcons defense. I like how well coached they are, despite their record. And I like the Vikings to win close. Could be high scoring. It could be one of those games where he was teamed with the Tennessee Titans a couple weeks ago. But uh, truthfully, I, I just like I just like the Vikings overall. First team to hit 30 wins this game. It's going to be a shootout. Mm, I think both hit 30. I know, but I'm just saying the first team to hit 30 will win the oh, game. Oh, that's fair. Moving right along. Man, we have a couple of stinkers on this weekend's uh, slate, but... It... Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the 1-3 Lions at the 1-4 Jags. I agree with you. This game doesn't seem to be a stinker because of Minshew and you got you got Stafford and... Both of these teams have storylines as far as like what they're doing, but but ultimately, for a one o'clock slate game, this nobody's tuning in. There's too many other solid games. The teams are bad, but I feel like every bad team in the league, for the most part, is playing a bad team, or every good team is playing a good team. There are a yeah. few here and there, but the majority of the games I think are good. This is a stinker in terms of lineups, but 
Um, I'll get out of the way. I, I like the Lions here, but going back real quick, AJ, 30. I honestly don't see how <clears throat> how he helps the Browns. Already have two elite wide receivers, and they struggled to throw with Baker. What are you alluding to there, AB? Yeah, yeah Andrew, I'm not sure what you're what you're going at there. 30. I honestly don't see how he helps the Browns. Who helps the Browns? OBJ? Because Unless he's talking about an earlier comment. He might have meant to say Bears there. Who, I, okay, he might have misread it. I think he's got Julio going to the Browns, not Julio to the Bears. He's three podcasts uh, behind. <laughs> he's crushing it. Okay, so he's talking about Julio going to um, – he thought we were talking about him going to the Browns. We were talking about Julio going to the Bears. Yeah. I was just pumping up, uh, you know, OBJ going to the Bears. And uh, hi, Maisie. And uh, and all that. But, yeah, yeah, I, that's something. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I did say 31 teams. Oh, that's where he's get, Okay. Yeah, okay. Now I understand where he was going with that. He's saying only 30 teams. The Browns wouldn't benefit from getting him. Okay. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for the clarification. If they gave up Jarvis for him. Yeah. So two elite receivers, he would be an upgrade. Yeah. Every team could upgrade for Julio. This this is Maisie. She wants to say hi in the pod. Say hi. Hi, guys. (laughs) Okay. Have fun. So moving right along here. Oh, we haven't even started on Lions Jack. No, no, we haven't. (laughs) Oh, Lions Jags. I like I like the Lions here. Simply for the Lions are more talented. Uh I can't say they're better coach, but I think they're a more talented team right now. You disagree. Interesting. I like we've alluded to, I think Minshew can play. I do too. I and do too. I I love both teams wide receivers court wide receiver cores. Um I think the Lions maybe have a few more guys on defense. But I like this rookie running back for the Jaguars as well. Um, yeah, Robinson. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Jaguars win this game. I mean, I think a lot of people, I mean, they like the Lions because you got Stafford, Galladay, Marvin Jones Jr., few pieces on defense. But, like, Matt Patricia don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Matt Patricia don't know what to do with them. So, I, the Jaguars, at least, even if they're bad, it seems like the Jaguars know who they are and they're moving in the right direction. They've cleaned house and they're rebuilding, but the team is unified. I still think there's a lot of Lions players where it looks like they're just not behind their head coach. I I look at a lot of it and I don't know. I, I just think I could see the Jaguars beat this team. I know the Lions have I, I've kind of been switching back and forth on the Lions a lot, but They've blown too many leads, and they, they look like it's just it's in their head right now under Matt Patricia. I, I think it's – I don't think the Lions are going to be good so they get a new coach, and by then it might be too late for Stafford, and they're going to need a new quarterback as well. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. Who did the Lions beat? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I they lost to – gosh, I don't even remember who they've played. I know they played the Cardinals. Did they beat the Cardinals? Yeah, well, they had the three interception game. Okay, Cardinals. they they beat the Cardinals. So their their one victory is a solid victory. Nothing nothing crazy, but I don't know. I like them just to win here. I just think they're better. I, just, I mean, it's hard to argue. I get it. I, you make a lot of solid points, but 
ultimately, I just think the Lions are. This is, might be too much for the Jags. I don't know. I might be. This is a hard. This is a hard game to call. These teams are pretty equal, honestly, as far as like what they've done on the year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just don't think it's too much for either team. I think this is two close yeah. competitive teams with losing records going at it. And I, I don't know. I just I think today it's the Jags day. Okay. Moving right along here. I think this one's a fun game. I truly do. The one three and one Bengals at the three and two Colts. I don't like Burrow to get the victory here, but I think he's good. Uh, I think they keep it close. Wouldn't be shocked if Rivers actually cost them the game. We'll see. What do you got? Um, the Colts are the better all-around team. Yeah. And like I said, the two games they've lost, Philip Rivers threw the game. The three games they've won, it's been with defense in the running game. The Bengals pass defense. Um, Bengals win this week. Um, they, they could. Um, I think the Colts just have too much of a roster for the Bengals here. Yeah. Um, the, the Colts are going to be able to run the ball, and Phillip Rivers isn't facing a great pass defense, so I think he'll have a nice, easy day relatively. They're in a dome. That'll I think that helps Phillip Rivers with his age and you know the, the velocity he seems to be losing on his ball. I think this is a big day for the Colts running game. Uh, the biggest day for the Colts running game so far came after their first loss. And Kevin Reich went heavy on the run game the next week. I think a same thing happens. They lose a game, and I think they're going to go back to a big running game. Um, Rivers is that full trash can that needs taken out. I mean, there's there's plenty of quarterbacks that – that have some turnover issues, and you'd hate to see that. But Philip Rivers, for as many times he turns over the ball, there's just as many times where where he can throw that that dime pass. I would say inconsistency is an issue, but yeah, I'm gonna just sit here and beat up on Philip Rivers. He's clearly not the same quarterback that he was five years ago, or maybe even two or three years ago. But I I, I I'm solely on the fact that the the Bengals offensive line isn't ready for the Colts defensive line today. DeForest Buckner will 100% have a day. It, this is, this isn't fair up up front. Truly it's not. Uh, if the Bengals are going to win, it's a lot of screens and a successful running day. And I don't personally think that's going to happen. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Colts actually finally, like, I don't, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Bengals actually finally get blown out. Well, like side of the they, Ravens, the Ravens game though, it, it just, they hung around. I think they lost. What was it twenty? What was the final on that? Twenty-seven three, I think, was the final. Yeah, but it was twenty-one to nothing for like forever. I don't know. I I thought the Bengals did a solid job of just once they got once they got down, they kind of just hung in there. But yeah, it, it was a it was a beatdown. But I wouldn't be surprised if this one's a beatdown. Like literally, the the Bengals can't do anything. Forty plus points put on them. I. I don't know. Burrow to be able to 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 bounce back and, and throw for quite a bit. I, I can see the Bengals getting you know at least seventeen points. I think the Colts win, but I do think it's a little bit closer than what you're saying. Um, I just think the Colts the Colts dominate time of possession today. I think I think they abuse the run game. Yeah. Uh, they use both Hines and Taylor, and I I just think the Bengals won't have enough time on the ball to really make a huge impact on the game. Okay. Colts are just a complete team. 
like I said, I'm out on them being like Super Bowl contenders remotely. But in a game versus the Bengals in the regular season, this team is good enough to, to win this game. Yeah. Last one o'clock game of the day. This is a fun one. Four and one Bears at the three and two Panthers. Couple of well coached football teams. Couple of teams that brought in new quarterbacks this offseason. Uh lots of unproven things about this team, but a lot of things to prove. Where are you at? Um, since the beginning of this podcast, I've been a huge believer in the Bears. Um yeah. had them winning the division. I know the Packers are playing lights out, so maybe that won't come to fruition. But yes, yes, Brian, the Bears, baby. Um I've been the Bears. Brian's a big fan of the Bears that I know. Uh, Casey's father, Scott, he's a big Bears fan. So I try and pay attention to them them quite often. And this defense really came alive the last two weeks. Um, Nick Foles has more command of the offense. Allen Robinson's playing extremely well. Um, the Panthers have been amazing, though. I don't want to take anything away from what the Panthers have done. Yeah. And Eddie Bridgewater. Every time he plays, he just plays well. Louisville, Vikings, Saints, and now the Panthers. I mean, he just he plays good football, and he's a good quarterback. So I, I like what the Panthers have done. I like what they're doing. The defense has stepped it up each and every week for the Panthers. I, I think Matt Rule was a home run at quarterback for this team, and they're going to be around coach. for a while. Coach. What did I say? You said quarterback, yeah, home run coach. I, I, yeah, Matt, I know you, Matt. Out of Baylor. Um, I just I just think this team is going to be here for a long time. With that said, keeping it just today, I like the Bears. I There's not going to be a lot of times where I'm going to get on this podcast and say I don't like the Bears because I'm just a huge fan of them. I, uh, I really think this team has Super Bowl aspirations. The I think you're right. I think I, you're right. And um, it's fun to think about because the little family rivalry of Steelers, Bears, Super Bowl. I'm not going to predict that. But um, I, I, I don't think the Bears are even remotely close to a joke or fake. I think this is a true and true playoff team. I believe they're going to achieve 12 wins. And there's a possibility if they have four losses that two of them come to the Packers in division. I mean, that's a, that's a tough uh, game. We'll see what happens there. But um, – I, I really like the Bears. I, I think they beat the Panthers here. Panthers are three and three, and I think that's a respectable, respectable record for them in the season that they've had through six to be three and three. So, I like the Bears here. I really like that defense, and uh, I mean any any team that's got Khalil Mack is going to have a good defense. Yeah. Well, I, I think the I think the listeners like when we disagree. I I, I disagree here. Uh, I don't have a. I don't have a tremendous like reason why that the you know they're you know you're wrong because I don't think you're wrong in anything that you've said so far. Tyler, thanks for joining. Good morning. I just like the Panthers, dude. I'm getting on board. I told you I was on board. I was I was on board before the season, and then I jumped off board, and now I'm like catching back up and jumping back on board. What's up, um, I wild card, dude. What's up, man? Um, oh. missed missed you at poker last night. I uh I just like. I like what Bridgewater's doing with this team. I like how he's distributing the ball. Um, is it Mike Davis? Mike Davis? Yeah. Mike Davis has been a, just a flawless transition as far as what they're doing right now. Um, 
I don't remember who we were talking to. Maybe it was you, maybe it was somebody else, but they already said, like, once McCaffrey gets back, watch out, because this team's starting to get into mode, man. And it's like, I don't know. I uh... Here, Here's where I'm a little nervous. Here is where I'm just a little nervous for you, Jeff, honestly. You, you, you were on the Panthers before the season. And then the season started, and they lost to the Raiders, and you're like, oh, Panthers are terrible. My bad. I screwed up. Then, you know, they, they, they go two and two after the Raiders game, and yep. you've been so reluctant to get on that bandwagon or that train of the Panthers. And now you have mantled over the side, and you are on the train. Yeah. And then they're going to lose to the Bears, and you're going to be like, ah, oh, <laughs> I don't know about the Panthers anymore. No, but, no. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. A close loss today. I will still feel good about the Panthers. A blowout loss, yeah, maybe, you know. But I, uh, I the, like what the Bears are. I like what they are. And I do think they have 100% a shot to win today. I just think this game is a coin flip, and I'm going with the home team, the Carolina Panthers and Bridgewater. I, I do think this this is going to be a good game. Um, yes. If the Steelers-Browns game gets out of hand, uh, whichever way, this might be a game that I turn to. Um I, what I'm really excited for is I believe me and you are both, even since before the draft, me and you are both, um, my mic sounds weird. I don't like that. You sound great to me, Brad. Well, we're on, we're on the Skype. Why, know, why, Facebook. why, why he's looking at that, uh, Tony, you just said something and I have, this has been my thing all year. The Panthers are efficient. That's what I'm going to use. They are so efficient on offense. They don't turn the ball over, okay? The ways they've lost this year is when they turn it over, and they don't do it a lot, okay? And second thing, penalties have been huge because this is such a young team. They've been getting brutalized in penalties. I think they've had 10 penalties a few different times. We've talked about it here on the podcast a couple of different weeks. So, and I, I understand why Brad's taking the Bears because this is a, I mean, it's, it's a good football team. I'm coming back in um, if you want to invite me back to the, Yep. I can't yet. Sounds like my head's in a bucket. Sounds Brad, like I'm in the power. <laughs> Brad, comment something because I still can't. Uh, still can't see you. We're gonna be moving on to uh, the Jets and Dolphins here. My best friends on a Bears fan, one's a Panthers fan. There you go. There you go. So let's do this. Brad, I can't add you. I don't know what the hell's I can add everybody else but you. Huh, I don't know. Did you back out of the video completely? Yeah, I'm gonna have to rejoin it. Okay, yeah, get out and rejoin. Uh we're gonna I'm just gonna jump in here. Any Dolphins fans or Jets fans wanna comment? There's not a, I don't think there's any Jets fans that follow this podcast, but uh, Jets of 0 and 5 are traveling at the Dolphins 2 and 3. Jets are a train wreck. Uh, I believe the Dolphins win this one probably big. Uh, I don't think this is a I don't think this is a game that uh, that the Jets have any any business winning, especially the Dolphins coming off a pretty solid win last week. And uh, yeah, boys, Brad, flip your screen if you can. Oh, is my camera working now? Yeah, hey, now you guys can see Brad. Look at this. Hey. Making money moves. Hey, hey, first time recording at my parents' house here. Getting a little sketch. Yeah. Uh, 
just real quick, back those alluding to. Hopefully, I don't sound like a bucket. Low key though, Nate, kind of still want to sound like a Power Rangers villain. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, however, just regarding the Bears Panthers, I think me and you, even before the draft process and everything, I think we've both been a little bit of closet Panthers fans. We have. Like the team's kind of like a cool story. They're fun. Thanks to Tony for letting me know. I sound fine. And they literally mean nothing to the Patriots or Steelers unless we meet them in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. every few years we play them once. The Panthers are going to be real fun for the next eight to ten years. I think under Matt Rule's reign, he's shown he's going to be able to take this team places, and it might all yeah. be with Teddy, and who can't root for Teddy? Moving into the Dolphins-Jets. I don't know if I've ever seen a team this bad ever in my life in the NFL. I think that 0-16 Lions team and the 0-16 Bears teams would both have their way with this Jets team. I think they're atrocious. Sam Darnold, I don't even think, is playing now. They got Joe Flacco in. They <clears throat> Name me five starters today. Joe Flacco's one. N- name me four other starters for, for the Jets. Crowder. That's all I got. <laughs> so I, the, the Jets are just – it's yeah. a sad – story and if they don't finish 0-16 I, I don't know if I've ever said that about 0-5 team if they don't finish 0-16 I'd be shocked what I feel I, I feel bad because the Falcons who are 0-5 would literally light them up blow the brakes off this team just dominate them incredible <laughs> it, and the, the Giants who are 0-5 I think they would win comfortably by, by 10. I don't think they would destroy them, but I think they'd win by 10. Um, yeah, I think the Jets are the worst football team by far. Yeah. Uh, and the really- fact that they just cut Le'Veon Bell, it just shows how stupid and disoriented their fan, their their organization is. And I mean, listen to the Jets' next games. They play the Dolphins. Then they play the Bills. Then they play the Chiefs. Then they play the Patriots. Then they have a bye. Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots. Where is there a win? No. I mean, not. I don't even think these games are I'm, competitive. I, this is not a shot at Miami. This is their win, and they're not getting it. They're not, not beating Miami today. To the 49ers last week, you can't no. even. This is little, of all the teams that you just read. This is the easiest freaking team left. And they play them twice, and they're not good enough to beat them. I and I'm looking at some of these teams that are three and or two and three: Cowboys, 49ers, Dolphins. The the Dolphins no. might be the best two and three team. In oh, the NFL. uh, yeah. Well, Niners, Cowboys, I think so. Best two and three team. There's only a couple, so yeah. Yeah, I know. Saying like their record is two and three, but like again, this team is super well coached. And they're on the flip, I believe. Uh, yes, that's what I'm saying. That tough schedule, you guys. Like the Jets, they're just. Yeah. And Tony, I want to comment on what you just said. You're going to give them their one win. Stop. The Raiders could roll out of bed and beat this Jets team. Yeah. Don't don't be a fan that doesn't back your team, and then after you win, celebrate it. You got to back the boys. You and both Daniel. Have been super, super aggressive. I'm pumping up the Raiders. I want you to keep that same energy. Yeah, don't shit on them to the Jets. Come on. Also, <laughs> two things just to look out here for late playoff pushers. 
Um, Jets are a dumpster fire, Jen. Totally agree. But um, according to Pro Football Focus, when uh, they judge from here on out the easiest remaining strength of schedule, for the NFC, it's the Cowboys, and for the AFC, it's the Raiders. So these teams have a chance to really pump up their records and, and make at least a case that they deserve to be in the playoffs if they are to get there. Um, but I'm but losing the bucks. Dolphins, Jets, I love what the Dolphins are doing in that organization, and I hate what the Jets are doing. And the Jets are the worst team in the NFL. So, yes, Ext- Andrew. Andrew, the, your guys' losses are extremely respectable. Yeah. I mean, and your you, wins are good. You're beating the teams that you're well, I guess you blew out the 49ers. Maybe and they more. blew out the Jags. Yeah. So the, the the Dolphins are competitive, and like I said, they they don't. It doesn't seem to me like they're giving up a lot of errors. They're a very well coached team. They're all behind their coaching staff, and they're playing well. And I think it's great that the two quarterbacks have a great relationship too. Fitzpatrick is amazing for that organization. They couldn't have asked for a better. Uh, a better guy to lead to a, uh, after the draft. So Dolphins looking good. Jets, why would you ever think they're going to win this year? Period. Yeah. yeah. Andrew, I also want to point out that the Miami Dolphins went week one up against the the New England Patriots. Nobody had film on, on the Patriots with Cam Newton, and he held them to 21. Uh, Dolphins are a good football team. Period. Their loss to the Bills, I believe, was 31-28. It was close. It was very close. They played them super good. Uh, they, and, they actually played Seattle good, too. for a long yeah, time. That, it's a good football like team. And that's, uh, here's the thing. I would love, 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 love for the Dolphins to go up big and let Tua play a little bit. Let Tua play a little bit in the second half because he could score on this team. Get him some confidence. Don't play him again next week. Just get him in here. Let him play a little bit in the second half. What are you doing, Brett? And throws a pick. What happens? <laughs> oh my gosh! Tua comes in and throws a pick. Then it, gosh, the fan base is just gonna crush him. <laughs> uh, I think the Patriots would have to be all thirty-one teams in Week One with everything going on with no camp, no preseason. Uh that's yeah, with no film on Cam and and I don't know. I don't. There's a lot of teams they don't match up well against. But Tony, yeah, I think New England is is a solid team right now. They are they are battling the COVID bug bad, and the fact that they uh, let Russell Wilson torch him. I mean, so moving on though, this is a fun one. Four twenty four twenty five. It's going to be the uh, the nationally televised game on Fox today. Uh, everybody should be able to watch this game. Um, there won't be any uh, NFL. Um, Sunday ticket restrictions or anything like that. This game will be on for every single person in America. I think it's going to get a massive rating. The 4-0 Packers are traveling to the 3-0 Buccaneers. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. What's that? 3-2 Buccaneers. What did I say? Oh, sorry. The 3-2 Buccaneers. They're not undefeated, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Fun fact. These two have only met, I believe, one other time. Well, they would only it might the be two. Well, they've only played the Patriots every four years, and Aaron Rodgers has been hurt sometimes. There's a possibility he's missed a few of the and, matchups. Yeah, and so I, I'm pretty sure these teams have only met these quarterbacks have only met once. 
Uh, it could be twice though. But regardless, it's only the third matchup, and for two quarterbacks of this of this these calibers, this is a huge matchup. We don't get this often. Um, it's going to draw a pop rating. But let's talk about the game itself. I like the Packers to do a lot in this game, but I like the Buccaneers defense to hold their own, and I like Brady to get the W at home. I like the 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 Packers to get their first loss here. I think um, a lot of people in Wisconsin are going to enjoy the ring the Packers are going to have when it says 5-0. and 5-0 and Packers has a nice ring to it, and I think they're going to enjoy it after they beat the Buccaneers today. Um, I, I just think um, they get Devontae Adams back. He's been working well with the wide receivers. That uh, Robert Tanyan, I think his name is, the tight end for the Packers, has been playing incredible. And uh, – you know, the Packers, the best defense they faced, I've alluded to before, is the 26th-ranked defense in the NFL. So want to see what they do against a good team. But the weakness of the Buccaneers is the secondary, and the strength of the Packers is Aaron Rodgers in that throwing game. Uh, and everyone, you know, are they going to be able to run? Aaron Jones is going to have a good day. Um, I wonder what the Buccaneers are going to look like. Chris Godwin has missed quite a few games. He's back. Mike Evans, I've been informed, is a game-time decision with ankle. What's going to happen with his favorite target? Um, I just think – I didn't think it would take this long, but I still relatively think we're six games in now through five for the Buccaneers, and I still think they're figuring it out. So I, I like yeah. the Packers. I, I, I think the Packers are the better team, and I, I think they're, they're going to win here. Um, this could be a potential rematch in the playoffs, but I do want to say with how good the Panthers have looked and how shaky the Saints and Buccaneers have looked, watch out for the Buccaneers to maybe miss the playoffs or even the Saints and the Panthers sneak in. I'm just saying this This is something that we're only through a, a little over a quarter of the season, but I know it'd be hype, and everyone's like, Saints and Buccaneers rolling. They're going into the playoffs. We might have to start to change that tune. These teams aren't what we thought they were, at least not yet. And um, I, I just think the Packers, the Packers, I think, have a little bit more to play for in this game because although the Buccaneers are playing for the division lead, the Packers are playing against the first seed. They want the bye in the playoffs. And right now it's between them and the Seahawks, and they don't have very many opportunities to drop games. So they both have stuff to play for. They're both good. I, I just I think the Packers, the Packers are going to just score, 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 score. I think the Packers win. Evan, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Yeah, I like, I like the Buccaneers, man. I like uh... – I like Tom Brady to be able to move on this defense. Uh, I like Aaron Rodgers to to move on Tampa's, but I think he throws his first pick of the season. And I don't know. I like uh, I like the Buccaneers to finally get it going in what's easily their biggest matchup of the year outside of you know week one. But um, this is a huge one. This is a big one, and they're coming off a loss. Brady doesn't lose two games in a row a lot. It's very rare. I I, uh, I like the Bucks to win. I. I like everything you said. I just I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves when Brady has no, hasn't really lost two games in a row. But Brady is no longer a Patriot. So yeah, no, I, do, no. I just I don't want to put all that on Brady like I know Brady like 
God, I'm stuttering here because I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I just Brady and Belichick were a perfect match, and it's built a big enough legacy for each of them to be considered the GOAT at their respective job, head coach and quarterback. But ultimately, this is a team game. They were the perfect fit for each other. We can't always expect Brady to be what he was there for the Buccaneers. And again, the Buccaneers are penalty prone. They, I think through four games, they had 30, like 29 or 30 penalties. And again, it killed them in their loss to the Bears was penalties. So Bruce Arians has to clean it up. Brady's got to keep trying to clean it up. And this Packers team, Aaron Rodgers doesn't make mistakes. We we always talk about what Russell Wilson's been doing in Seattle. Yeah. It's weird to say kind of quietly, but Aaron's doing virtually the same yeah. It's just and 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 this three-headed monster's back. Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers. He's grown a rep, like a a connection with their tight end. The wide receivers are both playing good and with all the attention elsewhere, that leaves Marquez Valdez Scantling for those games where he gets two catches 87 yards, you know, where he can really utilize his skill set. I just the the Packers are a well-oiled machine right now. And they're coming into a talented Buccaneers team that's still figuring it out. And I, I'd have to give the edge to the Packers here. But these those are the yeah. two closest games I see that we've kind of flip-flopped on. Is yeah. Bears to Panthers, Bucks to, to Packers. These are these are tight games though. These are close games. If your team's not playing, those will be games that will be on your TV. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm tu- I'm tuning into the Packers and and, and Buccaneers game day. It's gonna be a big one. So, and everything you said, I, I agree with, uh, Matt, thanks for, for joining this morning. Good morning. I, I just like Brady to, to play big in this one. And, and really all the discussions been about Pat Mahomes and, and Rogers and, and Josh Allen and, uh, Russell Wilson. And, uh, you know, Brady's going to go vintage today. I think he's going to have four TDs and it's going to be a big one. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Gronk finally get involved, finally get involved. Um, I, I know I don't see anybody commenting about it, but I know some people hear that and we honor the integrity and loyalty, but your connection in NFL to Gronk and Brady runs so deep that you're saying it's going to be vintage Gronk gets involved, vintage Brady. I think a lot of people from the neutrals perspective are like, I don't think so. You know, I think that I, and and I know you're like, I know you're going to say that, but I've seen Brady do it too much. Everybody's yeah. gonna say he's not gonna do it, and then he's gonna. Again, he's on the Buccaneers now. We'll see. He he definitely could. And if Mike Evans is a go, Mike Evans, Godwin, Gronk could get in underneath. You know. Yeah. Through Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones Jr., who I was on before the season started, he's a dog. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. still his job. Leonard Fournette might get in there. I know he's questionable. Um, Nathan, we will get to it later. The Bills play the Chiefs. I think they have a weaker secondary. And Josh Allen also gets rushing touchdowns. I And if the Chiefs continue to score, Josh Allen's going to have to toss the ball over the yard. Through a five-game sample size, I cannot make a case as to why you would start Brady over Josh Allen in fantasy football. I think I'd be doing you a disservice if I told you to start Brady. Green Bay will be the one seed in the NFC. They actually have a defense, and Rodgers doesn't have to light up every week like Wilson does. The only two things I could ever say to combat that, Andrew, is this. One, Green Bay's offense looks spectacular, but again, the best defense they've faced is ranked 26th in the NFL. And two, Russell Wilson is always available. Aaron Rodgers has left in the middle of seasons multiple times. 
I, I, we don't predict injuries on this show. But if you had to give a percentage, Aaron Rodgers would be more likely to get hurt than Russell Wilson. However, I am with you currently right now. I believe the Packers will be the number one seed in the NFC unless someone in their division happens to knock them off that perch. The Bears, but we'll move on. Packers, Bucks, you got the Bucks, right, Joe? I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks. It'll be a fun one, guys. Uh, I'll put the poll up here in a little bit, um, probably sometime during the 1 o'clock games for the Packers, Bucks. I'm interested to see who you guys all have. Uh, Sunday night football. This will be a fun one, too, despite records. Uh, I think this is a close game. Four and one Rams at the two and three Niners. Niners were just embarrassed last week by the Dolphins. Um, you know, Matt called me out on Facebook. You know, he he informed me that the Niners are much more injured than I thought they were. Uh, I don't know how injured they are going into this week. I know they're back for the most part, Matt. The re- one of the reasons I said that was because this seems pretty healthy offensively, to my knowledge. Um. Rams have got it going, though. They haven't beat a whole lot of good teams. But uh, this is a tough one for me. This is really tough. I I see it going either way. I, truthfully, I do see it either going either way. But I'm going to take the Rams really, really, really close. Really close. Good teams bounce back after embarrassing losses. Yeah. But the 49ers aren't a good team. Rams roll. 49ers, I, I just don't think they are who they were last year. The defense isn't the same. They they trade away Buckner and they lose Bosa. That front seven can't carry him like they used to, which means they're leaning more heavily on Garoppolo. Doesn't look like he is what everyone wanted him to be. Um, the Rams, again, like we've said, the Rams are <laughs> AB. Uh, the Rams are 4-0 against the NFC East. Remove that. They've played the Bills, a good team. They lost close. I'll have to give it to them. Should have been a blowout. Bills really let their foot off the gas. However, the Rams in division, two good head coaches here, two young great head coaches, Kyle and, and um, McVay. I, I just I like the Rams here. Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, what he's been able to do this year. Um, Jalen Ramsey, he's better than any wide receiver that's going to match up against him. He's gonna. I mean, they're just. He's gonna lock them down. They're just gonna play him on one side of the field like they have. I, they're gonna give a lot of problems to the 49ers offense. And then when it comes to the 49ers defense, the Rams. The Rams score points. They've got a plethora of wide receivers. Jared Goff is playing well. They find they found this good rotation of of backs that seems to be working for them. Um, you can say it's an away game, but they drive a couple hours down the street. Um, I don't know what score it got me. Is that just okay, like... let, let me no. Let me re, let me explain the scoregami. Nate, thanks for the shout out for the scoregami. So, there's this thing on Twitter that I've been retweeting for I feel like two or three years now. I don't know if this is where you guys learned it too from Twitter. There's this graph, okay, and a scoregami is when there is an original final score to an NFL game. So, for instance, last week there was another score. Mind you, a lot of scores like 21 20 or 24 21 is not an original score. It's been how many times has a team won 24 21, right? right? Well, last week somebody won, I believe it was, I don't know, but I think it was like 39 to 16. That's a scoregami. Saints Lions, you think was a scoregami? There's been a few this year, but basically, scoregami is an original score. It's a wacky score that you don't see ever. You've never seen. 
Okay. I'll I'll, I'll introduce kinda, it to you later. Is it kind of like when I saw Notre Dame beat Louisville twelve seven? And I was like, that would have been a score. I don't know it's if like, I've ever seen it. Yeah. Games and yeah. twelve seven. That was just a weird score. Yeah, I'll have to. Sh- I'll send you the graph. It's 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 fun. I look for them every week and I retweet them and stuff. And well, basically, what Nate's saying is this score is going to be just something funky. But yes, at the end, of the day, something weird. They're forty nine ers I think a lot of people have the Rams here. Um, but NFC West, it, it. I wanted it to be loaded, but I don't think the forty nine ers are as good. The Cardinals, I'm still on the Cardinals train, but like I got one foot um over the edge, so we'll see. Sorry, I'm trying to check my battery. I know it's not uh, it's not doing great. Moving on, the four and one Chiefs are at the four and one Bills at five o'clock on Monday. So when a lot of you guys are getting off work, it's literally going to be boom right then and there. Um, this is going to be a fun game. I'm excited. Brad, we my, lost. Yeah, yeah the connection got lost again to the uh, the okay. broadcast. I'm getting back in. All right. Uh, while he's going on that, I'm going to go ahead and give my predictions because Brad can hear me, so it's all good. The 4-1 and one Chiefs at the 4-1 and one Bills. This is going to be a fun one. M- Monday, 5 o'clock, like I said, as soon as you guys are getting off work or getting home. Uh, I like the Chiefs to win this game. It's going to drop the Bills to two straight losses. Uh, here's why. Both teams are coming off a loss. Okay? And what the Chiefs have now experienced is their first loss since, get ready, last November. Last November was the last time this team experienced a loss. Okay. Um, Bills are a good football team, but they're, but they're not good enough to beat the chiefs downfield. They're not gonna be able to keep up with them. Uh, as far as your Josh Allen start and, and Tom Brady, I would like Josh Allen to start here only because I think he has to play keep up and it's not going to be enough. I think he'll have a solid fantasy day. Uh, I like the Chiefs to win this one, probably somewhere in the vicinity of like 31 21. Um, so, Brad, are you. Uh, I'm ready to rejoin whenever you can get me. I, it's not, you're not coming up. Come on, man. No, you're not coming up. Um, yeah, I just, I like what, uh, I like what Pat Mahomes can do against this defense. It's not. It's not anything that he hasn't seen before. The Bills' defense is solid, but I mean, truthfully, New England's is solid and held them, and it just it wasn't enough. So, at the end of the day, did you back completely out and go back in? Yeah, I can do it again here. Okay. What Let's are your guys' predictions? I see some Bills here. You guys are you guys are thinking Bills? If the Bills win, Bills fashion jump through a table. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> Bills Mafia always jumping through tables like they're the Dudley Boys. So, <laughs> um, what are you guys thinking on this one? Go ahead and shoot them in the comments. Bills, Chiefs. I, I don't know. You guys think I'm wrong? I think Casey's too much. Pat Mahomes dropping two in a row seems a little eh. I, I personally think the Chiefs are good enough to probably go around 13-3 and three this year. I don't see this being their second loss back-to-back. But with that being said, there we go, Brad. I got you. You got me? Yep, I got you. Billy Boys get or did the Billy <laughs> Boys. Oh, the Bills. <laughs> Billy Boys I'm like the Billy Boys. Who are the Billy? Chiefs by 10. Brian, I'm right there with you. 31-21. That's my final there. So, by the way, that game for you guys uh, is going to be on Fox, NFL Network, and Amazon Prime. Right. So, 
theoretically anybody should be able to see this. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Casey's better team, but I think Bills get red hot Monday. Never know. Nay, I would I would love to see the Bills knock off the Chiefs because a, I don't believe that the the Bills are. Oh shoot, what did I just do? Okay, I don't think the Bills are winning. They're just gonna run away with the division, so I, I feel better about that. But at the same token, um, I don't want the Chiefs to run away too. I, I do. I still hold out hope that New England can compete for some sort of um, playoff spot high up in this. Chuck, I'm not sure who you are, man, but thanks for joining. I um, I love, I love watching the Bills and the Chiefs. I think they're both fun teams to watch. I do think the Chiefs simplify their offense a little bit, and I, I think they move the ball really well in the Bills, especially I believe Tredavious White is still out the Bills' best corner. Um, that, that hurts their defense tremendously. But the Chiefs, they barely win against the Chargers, and then they lose. And after they lose, you know, Patrick Mahomes alluded to it even in the post-game press conference that – you know, they've been trying to get too fancy and run around and throw all these magic plays. I expect on Monday at 5 to see an incredibly efficient Kansas City Chiefs. They move the ball with precision, and I, I think they score a lot on the Bills. And I think the Bills can score a lot too, though, so that's what makes it tough. Like, Nate, I really liked your comment. You know, you never know. Bills get red hot on a Monday night. I Absolutely, I think they could. Um, but but if you're telling me I got to have a, a weekly pickums and I got to pick a team, I think I'd have to pick the the Buffalo Bills. I like the Bills. I'm, I'll, that's my final answer. I've been teeter tottering on this bad boy for a while, but I'm gonna go Bills. Final answer. Chiefs lose two straight and look superhuman. Well, really human, not superhuman. Where am I at on um, the Cardinals Cowboys? Um, Wait, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Um, where am I at on the Cardinals Cowboys? Yeah, you're you were muted on Skype there. I was trying to figure that out, but sorry. Figure out. Um, no, you're good. Uh, Cardinals Cowboys. This is tough for me because I like the Cardinals. I like Kyler Murray. I love DeAndre Hopkins. I like what they're doing. However, Isaiah Simmons hasn't been what we thought he would be. And yeah. they just Chandler Jones to a bicep injury yeah. for the season. Their defense doesn't have enough. And like I said, the Cowboys go on a four-game win streak, including last week. This will be game two. The Cowboys will defeat the Cardinals. Um, I agree. I think – I think they also go on this win streak, and there's going to be a lot of nonsense about is Andy Dalton, you know, better than Dak? Should they move off Dak? I've always been a huge advocate of Andy Dalton. I think the better financial investment is Dak Prescott going forward. I'm not going to say they should sign Andy Dalton long term, but Andy Dalton is just as good as Dak Prescott. He's just as good as Matt Ryan. He's he's a great he's a great 
game manager to to better player. I, I I like I like Andy Dalton a lot, and I think the Cowboys beat the Cardinals here. I agree. I think the Cowboys are too much offensively. Uh, the Cardinals just when we thought they were starting to get some continuity, they're losing it. Matt, I just want to throw. I want to I want to plug you, you for a minute, it. dude. You mm-hmm. say the funniest stuff on this pod. Matt here, Stefan Diggs, Flying Pigs, Bruce Jenner wearing wigs, don't matter, Chiefs by 14. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, Chiefs win, by the way. <laughs> but back to this Cowboys game, I Cowboys fans, have some hope here. I think you guys finally get it going here. Uh, I think we're going to see a revert back to what the Cowboys should be doing, and that's running more of the football and throwing it off play action and, and getting those receivers involved. I like a little bit more balanced attack, and it's going to be way too much for these Cardinals. Uh, but I do like the Cardinals to score points here. This um, right here is your FanDuel or DraftKings play of the week. Any yes. offensive player, really. DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. You could even go one of the other two wide receivers, but one of the running backs, the Cardinals, all of the skill position players, or even Andy Dalton. I think this this um this one's going to be a lot of a lot of points. <coughs> Yeah, completely agree. I think this one's a, a sky show. And it's crazy because a lot of people are going to be waiting on this game for their fantasy. And they're probably going to be going to bed come 10 o'clock on a Monday night. And they're not going to be able to because this game's going to be fireworks. So, um, I would like to go back. I was uh, going through some connection issues. Someone asked what they think about Le'Veon Bell to the Chiefs. First of all, until I see him in a uniform on the field, he's still going to be a stealer. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, now for the Chiefs, Jeff even asked me in the podcast, would it be a good fit? I, I mean, anybody I guess can be a good fit on the Chiefs' offense. They got so many weapons everywhere. I don't think he's going to be their primary back. I still, they, I still think they like the fresh Prince of Hellair. So, um, I think they roll with him. But of course, on a, on on third third and short. Le'Veon Bell comes in in the shotgun. He's going to pose a huge threat. So um, he's going to be a good player. Um, We'll see if he stays there after this year. He signed basically for the minimum. I don't know if the Chiefs are going to want to invest a lot of money into him after this year. He might be on the move. Wanted to go to a winning organization for a prove-it year to maybe get another big contract next year. But on the Chiefs, yeah, he's going to be solid. I don't know how much of a fantasy production he's going to have. Or if they're going to use him as the goal line back, that'll be that'll be seen. But he's going to be good. He's going to be good. Tony, Chiefs lose the Raiders, so they go add another Pro Bowl. Stop pumping your Raiders. You just told Should you just told us they were going to lose the Jets. No, I, I like that energy, Tony. Keep that up. But but oh, what I'm saying is like, if your team lost to a good team, wouldn't you want them to go out and get another good player? Absolutely. The Chiefs are doing exactly what every fan base wants their team to do. Absolutely. We feel like we're weak at a position or could get better, so we go do it. I can't blame the Chiefs for anything they're doing with, with Le'Veon Bell. Dalton wants to win four mil in his pocket if he takes them to the playoffs. Well, good thing he's playing in the NFC high school because he's gonna he's gonna go to the playoffs. Cowboys yeah. are the playoff play from this division. Like I, I don't even know how you can make an argument for another team. The Cowboys are the only team in this entire division that have one great unit. Their wide receiver, like their offense entirely, pretty much. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, guys, it's been uh, another fun episode. 
we went uh we went a little long here longer than we ever gone but we hit every game and had a few connection issues i appreciate you guys sticking with us um super appreciate it but uh, i hope you guys have checked out the the new youtube channel this uh this video will be posted up there as well uh as far as it'll also be published for uh podcast as well um I'm digging the support t-shirts in a couple of days. I, I got word that they should be here on the 22nd. For those of you that bought t-shirts, I do have a couple extra uh, of the large and a couple extra of the extra large. Uh, those seem to be the more popular sizes that people are ordering. So if you guys do want a t-shirt, it's $15. If you don't have an order in yet, just shoot me a DM. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think we hit every game and uh, hit every notch. And by the way, just for, you know, there's a couple of you guys tuning in right now. Uh, we've discussed this at the beginning of the pod. The, the Facebook Live video probably isn't our long-term solution. So if you guys have uh, suggestions, hit us up. Uh, me and Brad are spending time and, and efforts trying to find something that is going to be uh, sufficient and efficient for what we're trying to do. Shout out to the t-shirt winners, am I right? Shout out Anthony and Kyle for winning free t-shirts. Um, appreciate it, guys. You know, and... Thanks. Yeah, truthfully, there will be more giveaways. Um, he did, Andrew. He did hit record. Yeah, I did hit record, Andrew. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for following up, man. Uh, full disclosure, guys, Brad and I have not made a single penny on this pod, swear to God. And there will be some money made on the T-shirts, but that's going to go back into giveaways and, and getting you guys to share the podcast, one, which, by the way, when you guys shared that pod, that episode did record numbers, so I appreciate it. Um, Go Twitch and stream Madden games for the week. Hey, if you guys want to watch me and Brad play Madden, we'll we'll freaking find a way to do it. So, um, dude, can we get hats? Looking at hats, looking at cozies, um, like beer cozy koozies. Um, yeah, we're looking at all things, man. You should do a Kickstarter or something. What do you mean a Kickstarter, Nate? Yeah, I guess I'll have to get on the phone with you or something. I'm not sure exactly what that yeah, means. Yeah, shoot, shoot us a DM. I'm not sure what you mean. This, both me yeah. and Jeff, so. But. That'll be it for us today. Uh, it's been real. Jeff here. Go Pats. Now get hit with the Ghost Steelers. No, no, no. I was just reading what Nate was saying. Uh, he's like a Kickstarter or GoFundMe, basically to get money to invest in like better mics, cameras, whatnot. See if people donate to kind of. Ah, uh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. I guess um. We, we want to find a platform that we're for sure we can go forward with. Cause right now the Facebook live, you know, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but you guys are seeing us live, but you're really like 15 to 20 seconds behind where me and Jeff are actually talking. Yeah. And that's why we have the mics on. Cause behind our phones, we're on Skype. So, so that we have clear communication. So we're trying to make it work right now. Uh, this is year one of the podcast. We're six weeks in. We're experiencing different avenues. But, yes, um, desktops and webcams and finding maybe Twitch, if that's the answer. Um, we'll definitely be looking forward to doing some of that. You got stuff. it, Andrew. But we really appreciate you guys um, watching the live shows. Um, we enjoy doing it. Um, still hit us up again. I know week one we, we were at 10 o'clock, and I think that was our most viewership. And uh, we moved it back to 9 and I see like Evan getting on now and some other people in the numbers pumping up. Would it be better for you guys if we start at nine thirty or ten? You know, hit us up with some of that feedback. Yeah, we're um, we're definitely open to pushing this back a little bit. Um 
we don't want to get too much into your guys' day. That's one of the reasons we started at 9. But if you guys are sleeping at 9 and you guys would rather 9.30 or 10 o'clock, 10 probably the latest we would want to start because we have been going an hour and that gets into 11. But, uh, yeah, DPJ getting a TD today. I hope DPJ gets some more time, dude. The Browns haven't been giving him enough. So Any Browns fan that's watching right now can at me after the game. They're not winning. <laughs> Man, listen to that. Listen here, guys. Page. This will be on the Facebook page. You can screenshot it. You can record it. Send it back to me. Make me eat my words. Browns aren't winning today. Twitch membership. DPJ can get a tutty, Nate. That's cute. Anthony Pratt, I know you're watching. I saw your bench is up to uh, almost 240 here. You're right next to Miles Garrett, who's probably benching school buses. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, kudos to you boys. But, you know, Evan, Nate, and any other Browns fans in here, y'all just don't have it yet. You just, you just don't have it yet. You guys. Go ahead and at me I, on that. I know, I know Brad talked a little bit of shit about you know, the, the Packers whooping up on the Buccaneers today, but Tom Brady's going to go vintage Brady today. Four to five TDs. You heard it first. Okay. I hope so. They're all going to Mike Evans, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. It's been super real. Go Patriots. I'll see you guys later. Yep. Take it easy, guys.